Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! This podcast proudly presents to you the zero-time tag team champions of the world, the road dog, J.J. Brownlee, the badass, J.B. Faulkner, total spot fest live! With the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. And welcome to, or welcome back to Total Spot Fest Live. I am JJ Brownlee. With me by my side is my right or left hand man, however you want to play it, Mr. Jamie Faulkner. What's up, Marks? And accompanying us tonight, he's wanted in seven states for questioning, the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. Yeah, hey, what's going on? You chicken fucker. <laughs> wow. Jamie's riled up tonight. Last hey, hey, we had a good week of wrestling, AEW and XD wrestling. You got Jamie all fired up. So plus Absolutely. weekend's coming up here. Yeah. How you guys doing? You know, I'm okay other than I gotta do NXT, but it's okay because I get AEW next week and I'm mighty fine with that. I got plenty of things to say about NXT and yeah, uh, you know. I I I know I know where you're coming from here, you know, but we gotta keep it fresh. Nick, how you been, man? You know, um, wrestling put me in a really dog shit mood this week. Like I was really? actually kind of mad. Like I'm not gonna say I was pissed because that's a little much. Well, There's you're, no you're, sense you're kind of getting pissed about pissed. wrestling, but well, you know, maybe that bled over a little bit into <laughs> my viewership this week, but. Uh, yeah, the, wrestling had me pretty cranky this like week. Like all so of wrestling we'll, we'll or ju- just anything? Imp- no, no, in, in one all very specific okay. area. One very specific. <laughs> okay, all right, well, good okay. fun. Well, okay. uh, thank you guys for joining us Let's here. just Let's just say that my, uh, my uh, affection was solidified in one area this week, and it was, uh, yeah. Oh, that's vague as okay. all get up. Holy shit. I, there, there, there better be a payoff to this, Jamie. That's all I'm saying. Because if there's not, we're gonna just rake him through the cold. No way, Nick. God. Nope. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's destined to be underwhelming. Now <laughs> it is it is a tube sock in your pants moment. Okay, well. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We do appreciate it. Join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at Total Spot Fest. Also follow us on subscribe, like on YouTube. Search for just. Going to YouTube and search for Total Spot Fest Live. Uh, we are going to start this week off. Jamie's going to get us going. He's begrudgingly going to give us NXT for the week. So, Jamie, why don't you take it away? All right. So, NXT overall, I was very pleased with, except for one thing. And we'll get into that when, when we get there. But overall, it's a really good show. It's very solid. It set some foundation for a few things. And there was a few quirky things that I really liked. Um, but it started off uh, right off the bat with one Scarlet Bordeaux doing a vignette of tarot, tarot cards, tarot cards, whatever. Tarot cards. Tarot cards. The T is silent. Yes. Uh, which one? I like so, so it's Eret I'm roll cards. With it. um, <laughs> tarot cards. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tarot. Tar- from now on. Tarot. I know. We're from know. Missouri. It's tarot. <laughs> We're from Missouri. We don't know how to say things right. Um, but anyway, so she's doing her tarot cards, and it was just whatever, talking TikTok, blah, 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 setting up for Karrion Cross versus Santos Escobar. Yeah, whatever. Then it goes right into the first match of the night, and the first match of the night, honestly, was a pretty damn good match. I thought uh, it was a banger. 
Yeah, yeah. I think all of them were pretty much bangers uh, all night, except for like two. Um, so this one was Dexter Loomis versus the NXT North American champion, Johnny Wheelchair, or I mean Johnny Gargano. <laughs> um, it starts out, Dexter Loomis is in the ring with his you know piercing stare or whatever, and then the way comes out, all the way comes out, and... I think the match was more about the rest of the way instead of the actual match itself. Oh, yeah. There was, there was oh, some yeah. really good spots back and forth. Uh, there was some outside action. And the the one thing I, I really appreciated was Dexter Loomis just doing, like, the most nonchalant kip-up on the outside I've ever seen. He's did this, like, he threw Gargano off of him into the, the barricade and just did a quick kip-up. And she, he was already up, like. Quick as a quick as a hiccup, like yeah. it was quite impressive for a guy his size. Uh, you know, I, I've never really understood his shtick, just to be honest with you. But I've got a very clear understanding about his shtick. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll break it down in a minute. Okay, so this must be his thing. Um, so, you know, I, I I've I've grown to appreciate him. Especially after this one, because when he was when when he was fighting him, like Austin Theory came up and was gonna try to you know hit him, and they 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 locked eyes, and he and Austin Theory just kind of stopped. And then the, my favorite part was Indy Hartwell came. Indy over, Hartwell was glorious in this, and whole, she looked whole at match. him and like she got lost in his eyes, if you will, and she got all hot and bothered by him. And then they had like some unspoken thing going on, and then they were going on and everything. And I caught this in the background, and I I started just laughing my ass off when Indy Hartwell uh, was looking at him, and she looked over at Austin Theory, and she's like, "He's so hot." <laughs> and then she looked at Candace and she said, He's so hot to Candace. And Candace is like, You can see her go, Shut up. He's not. Pay attention. It was so damn yep. funny. Um, then it, it culminates with Austin Theory going to get a chair to smack Loomis on, on the head. Once again, Loomis turns around and they lock eyes and he can't hit him with it. He just can't because he's brainwashed by Dexter Loomis or whatever. So. Lots of little things going on. Um, basically, at the end, Loomis wins. Loomis hits him with a, like a really like a side slam. I I, I don't know what what to really call it. Um, and then he he does the uh, the code of silence or champion of silence. The, the code of silence, the silence, whatever it is. It is his, his submission, yeah. yeah, his submission. Uh, and then he actually picked up the win on Gargano. So I'm I'm assuming this is going to set up a feud between those two more long-term instead of like off to the side, like when he was doing the Kushida thing. Well, they've actually been a feud because remember that it was uh what was it? It was a uh, Halloween havoc. Uh, they had that match where, Oh no, that, that was, that wasn't him. That was uh, mm-hmm. your other favorite Cameron Grimes. But um, uh, I, I, before Nick tears us apart, let me just tell you what I loved about this because I loved everything about this. <laughs> Loomis, I did not like him at all when he first came in. This whole tortured artist shtick. I was just like, what the hell is this crap? And they since morphed him into just being this just stone cold psychopath, which is, I, I love it. You know, he, does, he doesn't say a word. The only time you, every once in a while he'll get a grunt in the middle of a match. That's the only verbal that ever comes out of him. And Andy Hartwell is, I, I, I I can't I can't stress how much I love the whole the, the way dynamic especially Indy and Austin as the children and 
when when he, when she was going to attack him, he turns around and gives him the same cold stare he gives everybody. And she just also stops and freezes and goes like, hey, call me, you know? Yeah. And it was great. The continuity, like you talked about, was fantastic, too, how they kept it going on that side piece the whole time. Um, I love it without a doubt. I think this is glorious. This is great. I want to see more of this. I'm all on board. I'm fully 180 on Loomis. It's fantastic. One other little thing before Nick tears us to shreds uh, is at the very beginning, before they came out, the way was all backstage, and they're like all hands in one, two, three. That's the way. Uh huh, uh huh. I like it. And here on Austin Theory going, that's great. Someone should make a song about that. <laughs> uh. I love it. He's so dumb. He's dumb. She's ditzy. They're the parents. Oh, it's give me more, Nick. Where, where are you coming at this? And here we go. All right. So I, I got to try to organize my thoughts here because there's so many directions. Let me just begin by saying that this was a week with NXT where I, it was kind of one of those moments where you realize there's going to be some irreconcilable differences. Huh. I don't think NXT and I are going to work out anymore. I've wow. heard you say that don't. before. Yeah, I, I think this was this was the, this was the show. This was the show that really clarified it for me. That's a personal reference, people. Y'all don't understand, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> what what they're trying to get at, ladies and gentlemen, is that I will be watching NXT religiously from this point forward. <laughs> I was talking about Raw. I was saying, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're coming from. So, so. Uh, so let's uh, so let me break this down for you. Let's let's talk. Actually, let, let me let me go let me go easy first. Let me ease my way into this, oh, okay? Before this turns into a melee. So, Johnny Gargano, I can't I can't do it anymore. He is so good. The way it's awful. Oh, I'm done with God. it. Joey Gargano got that in the door for me. It's where I'm like, well, okay, Johnny Gargano's doing it. Uh, let me I'll, I'll hang with it. It's terrible. It stinks. It's enough already. Everybody that's involved is great. The gimmick is lame. And when I'm watching it, story-wise, everything, it looks childish to me. It looks dumb. It looks... I I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. it. It's something that you would put in front of a kid. Now, maybe that is the juxtaposition that kind of shocked me into thinking... What the hell am I watching here? Do I need medication? Is it me? Because because in contrast with the kitty goofball the way, you get rapey serial killer guy. <laughs> rapey serial killer. Rapey serial killer. Keep That's who rape, this guy yeah, is. Keep going for it, sure. Rapey serial killer. The guy that crawls across the ring, dragging his dick from one side to the next, and then pets <laughs> and then strokes the guy's head after he beats him with gloves on. The guy looks like a serial rapist murderer. Well, I don't know about the rapist that's part, that's but he's supposed that's to look like a serial he, killer. That's oh kind of his God. thing. He kidnapped oh Austin God. Theory. I mean, come on. It is. It, this guy is so devoid oh. of any sort of charm. Or appeal. Yes. Everything about this man screams not a good source for entertainment. Well, but this guy is repellent in 
always. There is nothing about this guy that is appealing whatsoever. And when you contrast his rapey serial killer vibe <laughs> with some goofball Saturday morning stuff with The Way, and I got to look at NXT and be like, what the hell is going on with you people? Because this is, it, it's incoherent. It's insane. It's doesn't make sense and i'm watching it and i'm like here's here ultimately fellas this is what it boils down to for me with this match in particular and i think the what this match did to me kind of tainted the rest of the episode but this match basically said this is not entertaining you've probably got better things to do with your time that's what this match did for me Wow. I'm not even mad at it from like a wrestling creative standpoint as much as I am. This is bad product. Wow. Wow. Go eat eat your meal someplace else because this food sucks. Okay. That's what this match did for me. Wow. Uh, Well, welcome back, (laughs) Mr. Dick. Okay. Wow. I I couldn't disagree with you more on that. I mean, uh, before Jamie goes back and moves forward, I just want to say one thing. Okay. (laughs) Now, everything you said about Destiny Lumis minus the rapey bit, because I don't know where the fuck you come in with that. (laughs) I mean, you know, I think you're projecting something weird. I don't I don't want to know. But no, no, actually, no, hold on, hold on. Let me let me interject here real quick because that, that made me think of something, what you just said there. This guy is, can we all agree that he is completely unlike anything that we've seen before, no, character-wise? this is what I'm trying to get at. He's not. All right, well, if you would, if you would, if you would change I've his clothes before. and give him, give him a manager, it's a little short guy with an urn, who does he remind you of? No, 1993. Not, no. Under, how? How? No. Tell me how he's not. Well, how much? How many? How many words did the Undertaker in '93 when he was first announced? The first year of his life. How Look, many words did he say? When the Undertaker, when I see How the Undertaker, words? he reminds me of Frankenstein, Michael Myers, something like this. This guy reminds me of somebody that rapes people in his basement. So this guy's last name is Loomis, like as in yes, I know. Dr. Loomis from the Halloween yes, I get movies. It. He's, supposed, I get he's a it. Michael Myers offshoot. I get it. It's like he comes Hannibal into Van like, Helsing. Like, like Stranger Things it. style, like horror music. He's supposed to be no. that creepy, weird psychopath. That's his Yeah, stick. it doesn't work. It okay, doesn't well, work. I, well, I, you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> He's got somebody tied up in some sort of S&M table in his basement. That's that's the shtick. The that's fact, the thing. He's a the psychopath. Fact that yes. his, the fact that his shtick was born out of someone's mind, I find a little unsettling. It wasn't Bruce Pritchard because Bruce Pritchard would take credit for that. You know that. No, he would. Bruce have. Pritchard would not have let. I'm this telling get you, by. if you go back and you look at the first two <laughs> years of The Undertaker, you will see the parallels. I am not wrong. Trust no, me. you are not wrong. Actually, that is a very accurate thing. Same with Kane. Like you have the same style. Yeah, yeah Kane. You want to talk about? You talk about Kane? Neither is, one Kane of is those a demon guys spawn. dragged their genitals across the ring. No, Kane, with a mustache. No, but Kane is Kane, with a creepy is, chomo mustache. Kane, Kane is just a demon spawn sent from hell to murder people. Like that. Oh, that's kid friendly, right? What the fuck? <laughs> it's Frank. It's Frankenstein. No, Kane is not Frankenstein. Kane was from hell. No. That was, he came from hell. I'm. Uh, let's put it this way then. You can't. I'm comfortable you can't. With, you, yeah. I'm comfortable with Hellspawn. I am not comfortable with child molesting murderers. Let's put it that way. Vic, Vic Venus. Okay. Ah, ah, ah. That's very poignant right Val now. Venus. Val Venus. Yeah, Val Venus. There he was we go. Just a, he was just a goofy porn star. A goofy porn star. He was not a <laughs> rapey porn star. 
I don't know where the rapey is coming from. Where is this rapey coming from? I'm not getting. How do you not see it? I don't get the. You guys don't get that vibe. No, there's no rapey vibe. I get the. Well, I get the serial killer. I want to wear your skin vibe. Yes. That's the yeah, vibe. That's not appealing either. That's not appealing to me either. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, agree to disagree. I appreciate <laughs> yes. you have your opinion. <laughs> different, different strokes. I didn't know we were going to go down the rape hole all of a sudden. I didn't but... know either. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you guys don't see that. I, don't I know see you wearing let's, skin let's, serial murder. I, I agree. He's a serial killer. Let me ask. Let, let, let me let, ask. Let's quickly let, move let me on here. Different way. Let me let me put it to you a different way. How many normal men do you see walking around with a mustache like that? I mean, this guy right here that aren't that aren't out there touching kids. Oh. No, you've got like a Johnny Depp mustache. This Thank guy you. has like a my tattoo artist not, has a mustache guy, like that. He doesn't this touch guy kids. Looks Come like on. he is not allowed around children. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got kids. When I see the guy, I got kids. He, <laughs> I, I, he needs to be in prison. He needs to be in prison. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we're gonna move swiftly please, from this. Please agree please, to disagree. Go. But I appreciate your take. It's a hot take. Thank you. Wow. Um, so this sucks because the next segment <laughs> is fucking Camper Grimes watching the Million Dollar Man do the the the, the basketball oh, stick, and he so didn't finish. To, he didn't finish the the video, so he he bets a guy a thousand dollars he can't dribble a basketball ten times, and his most annoying Cameron Grimes voice because he's got money for days, you know whatever. I don't give a shit. Like I fucking hate but he this gets, guy. He, but he but he start, it's, it's the beginning of his feud. Did you catch it? Because he's starting a feud now. He gets mad at Ted DiBiase. Yes, and that's just glorious. So. <laughs> So he bets this guy $1,000. He didn't finish the video. He doesn't see that, you know, the million-dollar man kicks the ball out from the kid. Uh, so this guy bounces the ball 10, th- ten times, and he gets all pissed. He had to give him 1000 bucks. It's like, well, at the end, if you watch the entire video, he's like, ah, damn you, Ted DiBiase. It's just like you're saying, can't fucking stand this guy. I am so sorry. Cannot stand this guy. I don't like him either, Jamie. I was just playing. Oh. I was just playing to be spiteful. I He's fucking annoying. love it. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I love every minute. Of I course you do. 180. It's, it's so good. So then they cut to um, Leon Ruff getting checked out, and he's medically cleared. And then, uh, what's his name? Malcolm Bivens comes out and talks to him like, oh, you need to have a match against my guy, Tyler Rust. And this and this. And like, okay, I'll fight him. He's like, okay, great. So then Tyler Russ comes out. And this is the first time I've actually paid attention to what Tyler Russ looks like. So I, I know you guys have watched some movies in your time. Have you ever... I, I assume you guys have watched The Lost Boys? Oh, it's sure. been a while, but yeah. He, do you remember the, the beach party scene where that band, the guy was playing with, with the, the saxophone? saxophone player guy? Yeah. yeah. It's, that's fucking him. <laughs> that's Tyler Russ, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not as swole, though. Like... The, the the guy playing the sax is more swole than this than him. I mean he's still he's still shredded like Julian Salad, you know, but he's he's just not I mean he the face, everything, the hair, I don't like the guy. Like I'm just looking at him like I don't like you. You need facial hair, you need something because or cut your hair because your face does not match your body. Um, you know what? I see it now, Jamie. He's, he's, I see it. Now. He's not like I'm looking at him right now and I can see it. <laughs> he is he is, he is nondescript white wrestling male that's that's what he is is he's just so you know unoriginal if, uh, if he rocks some misfits hair that would that would help me 
but even then, to JJ's point, that still would be unoriginal. So I think the only saving grace he could have is if he gets tag teamed with none other than Lone Star. oh well oh hey actually you know what i'm looking at him right now and they're in an interview and he's wearing a john cena shirt so he's out he's out outright uh that's actually not no you're thinking of msk MSK. yeah oh well he looks like the saxophone guy too no no Maybe Nick right. needs glasses. Hard Maybe that's the yeah. problem for this whole thing. Like, Maybe we he's not actually seeing what, what's hey, going on. Did I did I not say at the beginning of this episode <laughs> you that did, NXT you're and sour. I are not going to work out? Okay. Well, anyway, we not work so out. back to this. So Leon Ruff comes out and he comes does his entrance, and then Isaiah Swerve Scott comes out and just straight just Pele kicks him right in the face, knocks him down, starts beating the hell out of him. Takes him over to the announce booth and is like, oh, you know, this is my time now. Blah, blah, blah. Like old school triple X, yeah, triple X, triple H, you know, my time, which was his best interest in music of all time. If anybody knows that song, I might find a way to play it for you guys later. But anyway, so that happened, whatever. Man. Never even happened. Bivens declared Tyler Rust, the, the saxophone lead singer guy from the Lost Boys, the, the victor. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is one of the stinkers. This is one of the stinkers. This is the stinker because like, like the whole like Leon Ruff and Swerve thing. Whatever, I don't care. You know, you just came out of nowhere. You're making a rivalry just for for fun, I guess. And then Tyler Rust, I have no compassion towards. It's there's there's no feelings towards this guy. It's like he, the one match he was in, it, he ended up you know Bivens threw in the towel last week. It just who is this guy? Why is he getting a push? That's my question about Tyler Rust. Why is he getting a fucking push? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we don't like him. Hashtag. <laughs> um, all right. So then it goes right from that piece of shit into possibly the match of the night. I'm probably going to call it. It was pretty. It was a good. It was good. It was fun good. match. It was really good. It was the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, who we love, against Zoe Stark, not to be confused with Tony Stark. <laughs> You know what? Who I love too. I like I like this Zoe Stark. I, I like her. I am a big fan. I she I've only seen her twice. She does that merry go merry go round go to sleep move, uh, which I, I mean, if she actually connected with it and not botched it 100, percent it'd probably look really a lot cooler. But whatever, <laughs> I'm kidding. It still looked amazing. But anyway, it was a good match back and forth. Io looked amazing. She hit a six one nine. She she hit a you know a couple big moves. Zoe Stark did a few decent things. Obviously, it ends with Io Shirai winning via the moonsault. And then right after the match, Tony Storm comes out and she's like, "You can't beat me one on one. I'm better than you. You're ducking me." And Io Shirai is like, "I'll fight you any place, anytime, anywhere." The typical champion thing. Which, when, when did Io Shirai officially become a face? That's one of my questions. Because I thought this was like the Dark Lotus style, but whatevs. And so then, of course, Tony's like, well, you need to talk to William Regal to make this match happen. Because evidently Tony can't do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, bitch, you talk to Tony. You talk to Regal. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. And then, she's, and then after that, Io's like, you're on. And that's what happened there. It was a hell of a match, though. Nick, do you have anything positive to say about this one? No, fair. <laughs> he's he's completely gone. He's he, he is gone. He is out there. If you show up wearing tights and wrestling boots, no matter who you are, you're the fucking devil, the Nick. Wow. 
<laughs> not even our girl EO. Nothing. Okay. Well, whatever. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. JJ, what'd you think? It, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. I said, I, I'm a big fan of Zoe Stark. Um, she's getting a hell of a push for somebody just, just new. Now, she's not a rookie. She's been around independent scene for a while, like I talked about last week. So I thought it was great for her. I thought it was good for the women's division as a whole. I'm with you. I don't. Is after, I think it's after she won the belt, EO. Just, she miraculously became face. And it just was like, okay. And, you know. As much as I hate to say it, it would serve her well if she did drop the belt because it would give her some direction. She's literally beaten everybody, you know? Yeah, and we've had this conversation before. It's about the chase yeah. with her. Like, she's so much better with the chase. And, uh, and I'm yeah. hoping Taya Valkyrie's going to be the one to take it off of her. And Tony Storm is going to lose in two weeks, which, spoiler alert, they made a, they made a match for two weeks. Right. And I really think Tony Storm's going to lose and Taya Valkyrie's going to come out and stake her claim and go after her and get the belt. Get the belt on Mania Weekend or maybe even at Mania. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they're supposed to be sense. doing, yeah, over the two are they, nights. Are they, doing, NXT, are they doing NXT in in Mania again? They have not confirmed, but it seems like it because they're doing two nights. I they mean, probably they, need, have, they need matches. They'll probably have like the, the, the two main championships and yeah. maybe a tag match. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably the two main championships. All right. So at this point, they do um, a little vignette about Xia Lee and the Casey Cat and Zero thing. Um, and then that match is next. The purging. The purging commenced. <laughs> and no one died. I'm sorry, JJ. No one did die. But there was a know what really was. cringeworthy move. Oh, oh. So word around the campfire is... Casey Cat and Zero. Well, obviously Zaylee won. Sorry, let's just get there. Zaylee won. Yeah, it was actually a de- it's a decent match too. It was it, a decent. It, it was. It was a lot better than tone. I was expecting. But the word Casey's is, come a long way. Give it up to her. So she's come a long way. Word is Casey was hurt going into this match, and this was a way to write her off. Ah, make that makes sense. So if you have not watched this match, just be prepared. There is a spot where Casey Catanzaro's right by the steps and Zia Lee puts her leg on the steps and then just straight stomps, like jump stomp off of off of the uh, stairs right onto her knee. And it looked devastating. It looked like she really fucked her up. It was it bad. looked like it looked like Dak Prescott this past year when he got his leg bit in half. <laughs> it looked bad. It, like, it, I was like, it looked it looked now it, you know it wasn't because there was no X immediately from the ref and she finished the match and did all that. But well she was unable to finish. She was unable sick. to continue after that, remember. Eventually they did it, but they did they did it all in K Fabe, so it wasn't yeah, like there was no know. X thrown that we know of. So Right. So I mean, because it looked like it could have been an instant, like like break your fibula, sort of just ooh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what, that's what that's what purging that's what the purge is. Purge must in uh, Chinese mean break your leg, because I guess that's what it was. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we know what the purge is now, so we'll see who's next. It'll probably be uh, Caden uh, Carter. Caden Carter, more than likely. And then after that, we got to the second Cameron Grimes video. Ted DiBiase, kiss my grits. <laughs> and he once again bet somebody $1,000, but evidently he didn't know who he was messing with. It was a much taller woman than him. Uh, I think she's one of the new NXT uh, signees. I think that's who it was. Because she was tall, looked athletic as hell. Like I'm like, oh, I want to see this woman in a ring. She looks ex- like exciting. So 
he, she does the 10, the 10 dribble challenge. And then he, he goes to try to kick it and she dribbles between her legs and does a whole bunch of stuff. Like, you know, girl can, girl can, can ball clearly, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Then he got all pissed and then did his, you know, Ted DiBiase can kiss my grits. Well, Cameron Grimes can kiss my ass. I don't like this guy. <laughs> I love it. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Agree so, to disagree. <laughs> no, you're wrong. When um, he gets a belt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love seeing you in that Cameron Grimes shirt. Yes, and we'll post it on Twitter. <sighs> Too bad it'll never happen, right? <laughs> so, we'll see. We will yes, see. We, we will see. All right. So, next was Killian Dane and uh, Drake Maverick, which I, <laughs> I love, love I their, love their shtick. Uh, against the diaper duo, also known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, I it, hate their entrance. Like, oh, so it, do I. I. I don't get. I don't get this. I, I said this before. It just drives me insane. It's nails on the chalkboard. They're, they're his stuttering entrance. It's like he's constipated. <laughs> yeah. No, he's so shitting his pants because he's wearing like, a diaper. He's yeah, shitting his pants because he's wearing a diaper. Get, I don't get that. Sorry, everybody I knows. Think you may be onto something there. So everybody oh. knows, though, if you've ever played sports, you play better if you have a pregame dump. It's just a thing. Like Absolutely. you just get it out of you. He just shits Absolutely. in his diaper and gets after it. <laughs> but but they, but as bad as his interest was, uh, Maverick and Drake's. Oh my God! With 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 Maverick wearing a uh, Killian Dane face T-shirt, and Dane yes. just rips it off of him going into the ring. <laughs> yeah, I love them. So. It was it was a fun little quick match. Uh, unfortunately, the diaper duo, the Grizzly Young Veterans, did win. The one thing that I have to say, and I'm going to say it every time I see Killian Dane on my TV screen, his body hair makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude, I I almost didn't say anything because I'm like, I'm like Nick. I know this is what you're thinking, but if you say it and it's not what Jamie had in mind, then you're going to look really shitty. I'm with you 100%, Jamie. It's yeah. It's like George Something the Animal Steel body hair level. There, there's Worse. there's there's laser stuff you can do nowadays. They've got those I think uh, I think, they got I think them uh, fly swatter size razors you can use. I'm pretty sure somebody needs to tap I'm him on I'm pretty the sure it's part of his gimmick though, man. Come on, for real. <laughs> I don't I hope so. It has to be. <laughs> Jesus. Like he wears a sweater 24/7 365. He always wears a sweater. Dude. That'd be funny if somebody said something to him about it backstage and be like, dude, I know. It's just part of my thing. <laughs> it's like, dude. It's like, he just, he just shave just a little. As, just a okay, little so as, I have to as touch a it. Man, as a man with a lot of body hair, I take offense to all that. You know, us, 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 us YSL guys got to stick together. That is the year-long sweater. YLS. Awesome. YLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, you might think he's got, you know, some people got that, you know, like happy trail, whatever. He's got the super mm-hmm. highway of love going down his chest. So he's got the Robin Williams thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got, he's got worse. He's, he's not just as like, 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 like most, you know, like me, just chest. He, he like, I think you talk about more of the shoulders, the hairy shoulders. He's, right? he's a okay. fucking Sasquatch. Yeah. We found him, guys. We found him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's married, married to Nikki Cross. He wrestles at NXT. <laughs> yeah. Poor Nikki Cross. Come back uh, to our TV sometime and actually get a push. Maybe go back to Crazy Nikki. Even though, you know, you look great now, but I like Crazy Nikki. All right. So we go to what, when I said Io Shirai might have been match of the night, to the match of the night. Like, that's all there is to it. Th- I'm this calling thing this was, one. This thing was fire. Absolutely. So to be blatantly honest, I have not been a big fan of carrying Cross's work in NXT. Like, I just... 
not liked his matches. I don't think they've been well done or whatever. But this match was uh, amazing, and it was his best match in NXT by far. So Santos Escobar and the Legado del Fantasma roll up in a nice Tahoe. So he's there, and then they just start going at it in the parking lot. And it's pretty damn good. Most of the fighting was around some white truck. It's not Dexter Loomis's dickhead. But, you know, it's... it's <laughs> he's got yeah. the van, not the truck. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a big old say, truck. He's got a van. Um, <laughs> in a van down by the river. Um, yes. So... Anyway, they're fighting. Um, it's a three-on-one handicap, basically. The entire match is a three-on-one handicap. Lots of just brutal, unadulterated, just intense beatdowns from everybody. It just looked raw and gritty, and I was there for it. Um, there was a there's a spot that I, that stuck out in my mind when Escobar locked himself in the cab of the big box truck. And oh, yeah. luckily, somehow, there was a pickaxe just hanging a out right there. A fucking pickaxe just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have been anything else. A fucking pickaxe in well, Florida. It, ja- I was going to say, Jamie, I was just going to say, Jamie, it is Central Florida. You know that. Fair. I mean, well, then where were the bath salts? <laughs> so, <laughs> the anyway. guy, guy who left the pickaxe, that's what they traded him for. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, carrying across. Like start instead of hitting the glass, which is obviously the easiest thing to do, he goes right into the door, just nailing the pickaxe into the door. That was one of the big things I saw. Then they came finally inside um, because Legato Del Fantasma started beating the shit out of Carrying Cross, and then Fant- uh, then Escobar walks in, and then all of a sudden Carrying Cross is able to gain control of the Legato Del Fantasma. And then he does this big spot where he has both of them by the neck, and he th- and he throws them into the barricade towards the ring, and then the glass and the the fencing breaks, and they fall into the ring area. That was a pretty wild moment, if you. It will. looked really good. It yeah, looked it, bad. it was really good. And basically, when they got inside too, like if if you were not carrying cross, you were going into the the uh, barricades. You're getting thrown into a whatever. <laughs> He's throwing fucking everybody everywhere. It was it was kind of cool. Um, well, it ends up carrying cross does end, end up getting the win. Um, he he hits you know Escobar with the uh, with a doomsday Saito. I think that's how you say it, Saito. I, I think so. Yeah, through the announce table. That's close you know, enough. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, and they finish him with a devastating forearm strike at the back of the head, like he always does, and gets gets the win. His finisher's um, weak. His finisher's his a finisher's weak. really weak for as big as strong as he is. Like he needs something right. more than a forearm shiver to the back of the head. Yeah. So that's how that match. Maybe is. maybe a spear. If Bruce Pritchard gets his hands on him, he'll give him a spear. <laughs> oh, Bruce Bruce Pritchard's already just rubbing his nuts about this guy. <laughs> I can't wait for him to come mm-hmm. to Raw. Ooh yeah. Dude, the match was the match was straight straight fire. It was huh. it was everything and more. I for for the past like th- two three weeks I've been bitching about what the fuck is this Escobar thing? Why are we doing this? Well, here's the payoff that oh this Escobar can hold himself. This was I this is so much more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. I loved every second of it. Carry it, Kip, carry it. Uh, carry carry on, on, carry on, wayward son. Carry, carry in, carry on. Yeah, carry on. There we go. Just remember Kansas. Uh, carry on. My You're right. This son. is the first time he really 
other than maybe the Keith Lee match where he tore his, they ripped his shoulder to shreds, it's probably the best use of his talents in the ring since he's been in NXT. And it wasn't even really an in-ring match, but it showed off so much more. Just coming out there and squashing, you know, jack-offs like Tyler Rust or whoever the fuck he does every week does him no good. But this, this looked good. Everything about it was great. I loved it. Match of the night by far. Nick? I had a headache at the beginning of the match from, <laughs> you know, the previous matches. And the backstage stuff, parking lot stuff, made my headache worse just because, it, to me, it was very bland. But uh, once they got inside and everybody was kind of revved up, it got great quickly. And uh, it was a good match. I enjoyed it a lot. It was not quite pay-per-view quality, but it was... Yeah, I'm with you there. It was... It was, it was, it was mm-hmm. It was kind of knocking on that door, so it, it was an excellent match. I, I was concerned about it for a minute because <laughs> we've been waiting for it. You know what I mean? Mm, right. But uh, but no, it paid off. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. Wow. That was the nicest thing you've said so far. About the entire show. I cannot look, believe look, it. It's, it's all downhill from here, boys. Oh, God. I know. It was, okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> me and Nick are going to get into now. it again here in a second because, yeah, Jamie, let's finish this up. <laughs> okay, so we finally get to the last vignette of JJ's favorite wrestler, Cameron Grimes. It fucking sucked again. He he did his his shtick one more time with the the basketball, and then he the guy was getting ready to do it, and he punched him in the face, and then he's like, "I can do anything because I got all the money" or some bullshit like that. I'm like, okay, I'm already done with you. But as he was saying all that, he was actually not talking to anybody other than Ted DiBiase. He was directing everything at Ted DiBiase. That's why this is glorious. I, so this so the great. only funny thing that has came out of this, to me, the only thing that is of worth of any kind of note, <laughs> any kind of note, is Virgil. Virgil 1.0, <laughs> the OG Virgil, reached out and asked that he'd be his manager. And I'm like, oh my god that's fucking hilarious now i might get behind just that piece of it even though i'm okay if cameron grimes gets hit by a bus tomorrow i would not cry i might even throw a little <laughs> party about it actually i wouldn't that's terrible but you know what i'm saying like i can't stand his chick at all and he needs to fucking shave his chest too all right it is gross it's un- it's unsightly. I, I hate you guys like tearing into us as us, us hairy bodied men you know hey, it's I got, genetic we, 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 people I own it. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. We worked this out. Not compared the show. to me. No, you don't. We de- we decided this is what we were going to go at. Oh, fuck yeah. you guys! I'm going home. <laughs> like, I don't look like a fucking grizzly bear. I'm sorry, I don't look like a grizzly bear. But okay, so then we get to the culmination of the night. Where everybody, honestly, what I watched the entire show for was this: the last 10, 15 minutes of the show. Yes. And that's Adam Cole coming out explaining why he's done everything he's done. And from the jump, I knew it was a work. A thousand percent, but I didn't care. I was hook, line, sinker. Like, let's just go. He's like, oh, I feel so bad about what I did to Kyle O'Reilly. And it's my fault that he's not here right now. And I'm going to be better. And it didn't go the way I wanted to. I'm despicable. Blah, blah, blah. Then Roderick Strong comes out and goes, the Undisputed Era is built on trust and this and this and this and this. It's actually pretty good for for Roderick Strong. I was very impressed with his mic skills there. Um so he comes out, and then Finn Balor hits the ring, and then all hell breaks loose at this point. 
Finn Balor comes out, stops the talking. Um, Roderick Strong tries to meet him. He knocks Roderick Strong down, and then he goes right for um, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, you know, they they do a little little thing, and then Roderick Strong comes and makes a save. Um, and he gets him up, and then next thing you know, super kick to the face again, and Finn Balor is down. Then Adam Cole breaks down in the middle of the ring uh, after um, Roderick Strong clotheslines him, like just to get some aggression out. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, like Adam Cole does that. They break down everything, and then they're they're in the middle of the ring, head like on their knees, head to head. And then Roderick Strong gets up and he gives him a good old fashioned low blow and says, "You're so stupid. You are so stupid." So the Undisputed Era is not dead, and I'll explain that in just a second. But he also he-, he also told Roddy that you're dead to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was, uh, after he ripped the dog tags off. Oh. Yes, he ripped his dog to Yeah, it was intense. I enjoyed it. I knew it was work the whole time. Didn't even care. I knew it was work the whole time because I just wanted to see it and enjoy and bask in it. I'm with you. I agree on everything. Nick, time for your dissension. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all so predictable. It's just it was, so but I was there for it. Yeah, you saw this coming from a mile away. It it's like when you see that, tra- that car wreck happening. It's a terrible example. You see that car wreck happening and you're like, <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be bad for them. And you're just staring at it. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. great. So I'll, I'll tell you this. I am very excited for what we have uh, in Pike for Adam Cole specifically and what he has planned. I am very excited for that. Okay. Yeah. So so a few of the things that came with this match, and they didn't, and I forgot to, to mention this. I'm sorry. Um Kyle O'Reilly's injured. He hurt his neck, C4 and C5, uh, ruptured the disc, and he's out four to six weeks. So when people saw him seizuring, he probably legit was because his neck had bulging discs, and you know you can get a little herky-jerky when that happens. So Right. Not quite a seizure, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get herky-jerky with it pretty hard. Um, so he's legit hurt. And then all this stuff happens, and right after that, Adam Cole tweets the following. I am the Undisputed Era. So, Undisputed Era, I don't think is dead. I think the work is he's going to retool it and get himself some new bandmates and none other than Oni Lorcan, Pete Dunne, maybe maybe them. What do you think? Which is which is funny because when I brought that up after the pay per view, you guys thought I was crazy. Yeah. Well, I did cocaine since then, so I agree with you. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding, Jen. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or your daughters. <laughs> oh, they know. It's fine. <laughs> they don't listen. Okay. All right. Uh, overall, I thought it was great. I, I, I disagree like wholeheartedly with a lot of the statements that Nick had. Uh, I thought this was... <laughs> I thought this show was fan-fucking-tastic. I, I thought the all-in-all all NXT this week was one of their best they put on in a long time. I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid show. It was definitely much better than last week's show because, you know, the one right after NXT, after the, the takeovers, are you know. It's always a meh. meh yeah. yeah. Um, no, this one was, I thought it was really good. It set a lot of foundational pieces for me because I want to see what happens next with Zia Lee because she looked hell of impressive. I want to see what they do with the, the Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell thing. I kind of want to see that happen now. You, like, are you an, you're an indexer? Are you, you shipping them? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think, yeah, let's do Index. it. Did you see Index. that on Twitter? I is like it. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Index. Index. Yes. We're, we're going to hashtag that right along with a, uh, some badass cross bodies. Um, <laughs> so no, enjoyed it. Um, typically I'm more of an AEW guy, but this was a really solid show. It was, it was, it was very impressive actually. And I have very little bad things to say other than Cameron Grimes is a total chode. And oh, I don't get wow. the whole Tyler Russ thing. Nobody gets the Tyler Russ thing. That's you're not, you are not alone there. Nick, final words before I move to AEW. I realized tonight that NXT must be watched on WWE Network in order to get the full show. I was unaware of that. I was watching it on Sling, and I missed like two vignettes, uh, huh. a match in totality. Well, so okay. If anybody else out there is uh, is out of the loop as I am, there you go. Well, matches, we learned it. What well, matches did you not see? Um, the one with the saxophone guy was totally gone. Uh, that's not you. You didn't miss anything. There was a couple of there was a couple of vignettes. Uh, what are those? Uh, what are those guys called with the diaper? Oh, grizzled young veterans and the diaper duo. Yep. Yeah, missed missed that one. Huh. How about so, that? I know. I didn't know that until just now. Well, okay. Interesting. There you go. So you learned Moral something. Story. You know. So um, my final thing before I give you the AEW baton. Um, the viewership for NXT this week was 734,000, which was a little bit of a dip from last week. Um, but there was a bigger gap because more were on the AEW side again this week. And I think we know why. And JJ, I will hand it off to you. Yeah, there's 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 plenty of reason why. This was an excellent AEW show. We keep saying every week, you know, you can't have banger after banger after banger. This show... It was very interesting because I'm not going to lie. Like the first half of the show, kind of very, you know, subdued and kind of just trucking along. And second half of the show is like balls of the wall, just, you know, just going, screaming down the highway. So uh, I think it was like around 100,000 was the difference in viewership, give or take, something like that. Uh, so AW solidly won. Started off with Moxley uh, facing off against Ryan Namath. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's little brother, and it was a squash match, but but Nemeth looked looked good. I mean, he he looked good in his role as a squashy. That that's not really the, the moral of the story. Everybody, you know, Moxie's in a match with some some you know young kid or new guy or whatever. He's going to beat the crap out of him. The 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 meat on that bone was the promo that Moxie gave in the ring after the match. Oh boy, it was good. Moxie can always deliver a good promo, but it's usually a singular tone, and this was very much not that. He mm-hmm. basically is setting himself up for an extended. I mean, he's getting ready to have a kid, so he's going to take some time off. You know, he more or less was setting himself up for that extended time off, ba- and calling out, you know, just masterfully calling out Omega. Basically saying that this is he was bred for this, he was made for this. He he breathes it. He uh, he just wants to like he he he's like he, if nothing else, he just wants to leave some scars on Omega. I just you know I can't remember all. It just it was good. It was a really good promo by Moxley. So that led into a little video video package, the history between Moxley and Omega, and then we got a next match, which was a. Very similar to the first one. It was a complete squash, but it is one where the squashies looked they looked good. It was Brian is Team Taz, Cage and Starks 
versus the Varsity Blondes. And Varsity Blondes are one who that they they use they're kind of used as like a uh, a developmental team. Like they come mm-hmm. in there for people to beat up. That's their that's their role in the position. But they looked good at it. I mean, they they got some good spots in. Griff Garrison's got good athleticism. Um, mm-hmm. Pillman, you know, he's building up his. You know, I think that. He's gonna. He, he keeps getting more and more. Some more years under him. He's gonna really develop into his own. You know, take after his father a little bit more. But I, I thought it was a very good showing for them. Still a squash match though. At the end of the day, you know, it was Cage and Starks. They win the match, and then of course after the match we get a blackout, and then. Instead of Sting coming immediately out, there's a little video package on the, the screen. And it shows uh, a, a muscle car in the desert with a body bag attached to the back of it. And inside you go to the cockpit. And there you see Sting's glove on the shifter. And, you know, the car takes off and goes down this desert highway. And, you know, they get to wherever they're going. And this person, obviously Sting, gets out of the car, comes over, opens up the, the, the body bag. And there is... Uh, Darby Allen smiling like he enjoys this because that's that's kind of his shtick, you know. He's the guy mm-hmm. put him in body bag, but he likes it, right? So then Sting actually comes out with a body bag, and oh, surprise! It's not Darby; it's Hook, 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 Hook. Who names their kid that? Whatever, it's Taz's Taz son. Does. A guy by <laughs> like the name it. of Taz. Guy by the name of Taz. <laughs> Taz. Right. Yeah. Hook is normal compared to that. Yeah. So it's Hook. Oh wow. Where's Darby? Here comes Darby on the zip line. What did fun. you think of the zip line, Jamie? It was fun. I mean, why? You think, it, yeah. I don't know. You you get flashbacks to because Jamie was in the house. Uh, at at the show where Owen Hart was on the zip line and unfortunately passed. Oh, away. that's well, right. Well, he wasn't yeah. a zip line. He was coming down from the top of the rafters when when Owen Hart. I mean, he what he wasn't connected to it, but yeah, it was a different sort of. Yeah, it wasn't a full zip line. So I appreciate it. Like, you, you couldn't come straight down. Now, if they did the come straight down shit, I probably like I would probably still have a problem with that personally. <laughs> but I know some people wouldn't, and because you know I was at Camper Arena, so yeah, you know. Well, it was, you know, you gotta think it's been what, like almost twenty five years, thirty years, whatever. Point, not thirty years, twenty five, twenty twenty five years, something like that. Since uh, that happened, twenty years, yeah. Uh, it's 20, been a while since that happened. Twenty three, twenty three years. There you go. Uh, we've come a long way in safety, and you could tell he was he was locked into that thing pretty solid. So, but he came mm. down the zip line, homage to you know the old sting from the rafters shtick. Uh, came in the ring, he had a skateboard, beating people up. Sting comes in, beats up Brian Cage, does a does a stinger splash, does a scorpion death drop, and once again, he actually did something. That made me happy. So kudos I, to Sting for actually I, doing I, something. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I got really excited when I saw him do the scorpion death drop. Like I yeah. love that move. <laughs> it is a move that pe- more people should steal and use because I just love that reverse DDT. I just I don't know what it is about it. I've always it's been a good big move. Fan. Yeah, AJ used to do it all the time. He hasn't done it. I don't. He hasn't had his repertoire lately. I don't know why, but it's a great move. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, Nick, anything positive? Uh, everything you guys just said. I'm with you 100. percent All right, I enjoyed it very much. So we follow that up with a promo with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm trying know, to get through. I'm trying to go mosey along through here before I lose you. No uh, promo with Tony Schiavone, <laughs> Miro, Kip Saban, and Penelope, and 
I got to tell you, Miro is great in this promo. So Fantastic. It, it, Fantastic. <laughs> it starts off with Tony going, because immediately he tries to introduce them, and Miro interrupts him, and Tony Schiavone just... Uh, whether you love or hate Tony Schiavone, I, I love him. He just so immediately I. goes, "Well, this is an uncomfortable interview," and just w- keeps rolling like without even like breaking <laughs> sentence. It's just like fantastic, Tony. Uh, the, the moral of the story is that it ends up being a, a match because there was a note passed to Tony Schiavone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for Miro <laughs> from Trent. Do you want to have a match? Circle one, yes, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's like you guys are kids. You can come that's back to his, me, Chuck. You can be my butler. Stick. You look at look at look at Chuck. You look, look at Chucky e. T's uh, uh, Twitter. It is a child's Twitter, pretty much. I mean, it is all like poop jokes, and it, it's. I know. Like, I feel like is, I can hang out with him like twenty four seven. So in character, keeping this thing consistent across everything. I love it. It's great. There's going to be a tag team match at Revolution now, so it's going to be. It's, it's time to move on from this. I mean, we were we were clamoring for long term booking, right? That's one thing we want to see out of AEW because WWE is solely lacking of that, right? Mm-hmm. Give us long term booking. Give us long term booking. Okay, well, to an extent, this is not the what we meant by long term booking because this feels worn out. I don't know about you guys. I'm. This is the no. It does. It's the one. It's the it's the one spot they got going where it's like, okay, you can move Mirror on to something else now. Let's absolutely. Let's, let's move on with this. The thing, the thing that's cool, like Miro, is going to be awesome no matter where you put him. Sure. So it works because he's there outside of him and what he's putting into it. Yeah, it's it's time to go. Yeah, it's, it does no favors for Orange Cassidy. I mean, it's time for them to, to break us off. So uh, that, it is what it is. Next, you had Brandon Cutler uh, versus Jake Hager. Uh, this was, uh, as you can imagine, this is another the third squash match in a row. Jake just beat the living piss out of Brandon. But Brandon uh, they, actually did show out for a little bit. He actually did look Brandon's a little Brandon's gotten impressive. a lot better. I mean, if you've mm-hmm. following him on Dark, because he went through like a year-long losing phase, which, mm-hmm. side note, I loved him and Peter before his pretty Peter Avalon was to the librarian Peter Avalon. I love their rivalry. They were so terrible. It was great together. Anyway, mm-hmm. but he's gotten better since then. You could tell he's been working on his body. He's gotten more more fit. He's got his move sets gotten better. You know, he's more clean. He's got more practice in. So he did show out. But it was a squash. Jake Hager won. Inner Circle comes out. Uh, starts being the crap out of him, which leads to the Young Bucks coming out. And this is where uh, things took a turn for the Buck family because uh, it goes to the backstage and there is Jericho and MJF with Papa Buck all bloodied up by the trailer. And they take him. It was one of the best placements that I think that's been done in a while. They take him with his fake bloody head, right? It's all, you know, he's got all his fake blood all over his head. <laughs> and they, they throw him against the back of the one of the semis. Now, the semis have, like, the whole, like, AEW, like, vinyl wrap on them. So this particular semi had uh, the Young Bucks, Matt on one door, Nick on the other door. And they throw him up, and it gets the blood smeared on the face of Nick, and then they go up, it gets the bl- more blood smeared on the, on the face of Matt. Like, right... It, it was well done. Then they run off. Here come the young bucks back to save their pops. And uh, <laughs> Jericho and MJF are like hanging out of the side of a, a suburban as they're driving off, just taunting them. So 
Very good. Oh, oh, and they do Jamie's favorite. They do they do the young buck pose before they leave. Yes, so. yes. I was gonna make a point of that, and, and and good call out that they were hanging out of their best friend's ride, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to holler at them. Ooh, yeah, but if they would just chase more waterfalls, it'd be better. So, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that whole thing. I I thought it was great, but you all always gotta remember there are, there's there's a few rules in in wrestling that we are all aware of. One is you never break kayfabe, right? And then two, you don't bring your parents to TV tapings. It doesn't end well, <laughs> ever, never, never. It's, I, it's, anytime it's you, the- they show a t- they show a parent, shit's going down. <laughs> It's on the same level. I think with, the, it's on the same level as a, a, you know wrestling weddings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you still bring your parents. I think that was the only time I really. Uh, the last time I liked the Miz was when he brought his dad, and then his dad put his Dukes up in the middle of the ring, and then just got destroyed. <laughs> that was that was the last time, Mister Miz. Yeah. Yep. So uh, follow that up with a video package from uh, a video promo for Jaden Shack and. They're in the wrestling ring this time, so that's mm-hmm. good. Okay, sure. Dude, Jade I'm, is jacked. I cannot wait to see her is wrestle. She is jacked. stupid jacked. Like if she and, could, if she wrestles half as good as like her muscle definition is, she's gonna be a star. Because like I've never seen like when I when I said somebody was shred like a Julian salad earlier. Nah, no, 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 no. She shred like a Julian salad, man. Yeah, I want some. She's chips. crazy jacked. Yeah, it, she's like Bobby it, Lashley it's, it's jacked. Bear, Bobby Lassie's jealous of her muscles. I mean, she has got just. Like, 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 she's got like negative body fat on her, just like muscles on muscles. It's like, you know, kudos for hitting the gym that, that fucking hard because, and I know what they're doing. We don't know what she's going to be like in the ring. They're, they're, so they're, they're, they're doing this all very carefully so not to tip their hand too much because if she's not, if she's not that great, if she's not too polished or whatever, you're going to have Shaq who's going to be clumsy as fuck. And, his partner, a, a female wrestler who's a brick shit house, but can't wrestle. So they're being very careful to hold that back. I don't think she's going to be bad in the ring, but once again, we have no idea. We've never seen her wrestle, so she's Ooh, no. she's got some extra help coming. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you think there's going to be a a, a a third party running out? I do. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll spill the beans there, Dick. Yeah, who the fucking prediction, man? Come on. Big show. You think Paul White is going to be the one who comes out? I think White Walker specifically. I think this match specifically is why he signed. I finally get his hands. I don't think. For those you don't know, Paul White, the Big Show, signed. You know, the night it was was announced either was announced during the day yesterday or was it during the day? During the day. During the day, and then they said that they were going to talk more about it on uh, on Dynamite, and I feel like that drove some viewership. Yeah, so they 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 talked about it briefly because um, he's going to be on next week's Dynamite. So he's signed with Big Show, signed with AEW, which a surprise, yes, a big surprise, sure, but not totally shocking if you really think about it. You know? Only in stature. I didn't know he got. Re- I didn't know he was done. I didn't know his contract. Well, that's the thing. He was on a Legends contract. So those Legend contracts are a lot more open-ended than a regular talent. So they have a lot more freedom and free- capability to, to move about than uh, anybody else regular, like like see a Trinidad, 
you know, gets fired, but has to wait ninety days, and they don't they don't have all that with a legends contract because they're not an everyday talent sort of deal. So it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, no, I nobody knew that he, he. Here's a guy that since he came over to WWF at the time pre pre merger because he started off in WCW as the Giant. Mm-hmm. And he became the smoking giant. I just I love throwing it in there because he spent a good like six months where his shtick was just that he loved cigarettes and it was so stupid. It was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, but he just be standing in the corner, smoke a cigarette, and somebody's trying to beat beat him. He's like, oh, whatever, I got bitch, a cigarette. <laughs> he, he lost matches because he was going after cigarettes because he wanted to smoke a cigarette that bad. It was bad. It was a bad gimmick. But anyway, so. He came over before, but ever since he's been in WWE, he's been company man, like number one company man, mm-hmm. in and out of the ring, doing all the all the extra stuff, doing all the you know charity and all the foundation work, and you know, so that is surprising. But yeah, so he's going to be the commentator on their new dark show. It's the second dark show, Dark Elevate. Elevate, yeah. Elevation. No, it's not elevation. You sure? Maybe it is elevate. Uh, I'll keep on saying evolution. I, I, I think that's <laughs> yeah. I think it's elevate. Yeah, Ele- I think you're right. Elevator elevation. It's a secondary. It's a second dark show that they're going to do. Which scant few details have come out other than it's Paul White and uh, <laughs> I'm pronouncing that H every time. Paul White and uh, Tony Schiavone on commentary, and it's going to be on their YouTube channel. So it starts on the. May 5th, March 15th. So we'll find out more, but he's going to be on Dynamite next week to give more information. Well, um, I know somebody who has something to say about the Paul White thing. <coughs> oh, fuck, man. This is not even your show. You know what, guys? Fuck Paul White, all right? Because <laughs> I loved him like a son, and he turned his back on Vince and me. It's fucking terrible. He's my seven foot son. My seven foot dumb son. And he left me. (laughs) God damn. Let it out, Bruce. God Let it out. you, Bruce. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. Moving right along, Bruce, though. (laughs) And the the thing is, I would say, Nick, is that because it's been teased several times when he was in WWE that it was going to be Big Show fighting Shaq. So. I don't see him coming to his aid, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, especially they had some sort of third-party intervention of some sort. So it could be him. Maybe. Maybe so. That's not why he signed, though. I hide that. I don't think he signed just because Shaq's wrestling a match. Because he's, he's, he's actually got a, got, a, got a job as a commentator. So, I mean. If anything, a woman's going to break up the match. Well, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that match. We'll find out next week. But... Um, but we got the promo no matter what. Then we had the good matches start off, okay? So, Hangman Page and Isaiah Cassidy's first. And with Matt Hardy and the Hybrid 2 in Cassidy's corner. And this was great. So, they're they they they're going there. Hangman, Hangman is so good. He got, he sold this like arm injury they got at the beginning of the match so well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of times you'll see a guy, he'll get an arm injury or do something, and then he'll slip up and he'll mess up and he'll still do some big moves or whatever. He did not do it. He shied away from using his arm almost exclusively for the rest of the match. It was it just gives you appreciation of how good he is. I mean, he, he abandoned a buckshot lariat because of his arm, and it was 
it, it, the match itself was very good. Cassidy's coming along very nicely. Uh, Matt Hardy ends up uh, trying to interfere in the match. He has the hybrid to distract Aubrey Edwards. He tries to interfere, and he like he like like hits Hardy or something, or he hits Hangman or something, and out comes Silver and Reynolds from the Dark Order, and they they tattle on Matt Hardy to Aubrey yeah. Edwards and get him thrown out from ringside. Just him, Harbert is still there, but get him thrown out from ringside. And as he's getting thrown out, then they start doing along with the guns and the rest of the crowd start doing delete, delete. Delete, delete. <laughs> losing it, it when that was so, happening. It was so goddamn good, so good. Um, ends up being that uh, Hangman ended up getting the pin. Uh, he got the win with a dead eye because he couldn't do the Hangman. He, he couldn't do the Buckshot Larry because of his injured arm. So he did the dead eye for his finisher. I love that. I, I, nothing, nothing drives me crazy. I think more, and especially it's a WWE thing by far, of course, but. It's that sort of that same setup. The whole John Cena. What did what you call it? It was like the 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 the, the four moves and a pen. Three moves of doom. The three moves of doom. Yeah. So it's like you knew exactly what's coming. You see it with Roman Reigns all the time. You know, spear, Superman punch, ooh ah. You know, yeah. not this case. He can win other ways. I, that's what wrestling should be. So once it's a dead eye, and then you get a you get a Matt Hardy like super imposed voice over everything. You know. Talking about, and this is where my heart turns from just being the the unlikable dick to straight <laughs> heel, you know, straight villain heel. Just like you know, basically fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take it out cool. every member. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah, you're cool. Fuck you guys. I'm out. No, he uh, he's he's gonna get Hangman. He's gonna take it out on all of his buddies in the Dark Order, and so he comes. And then he appears from the tunnel with five. And takes five and throws him off the stage over onto the timekeeper's table. Great little spot. Sets up a, a kick-ass ten-man take for next week. So it's the Dark Order versus Hardy Party, which is Hardy and Private Party, and the Hybrid Two. So uh, that, that, that was, this is the start of our good matches. I, I enjoyed the living piss out of this. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate five anymore uh, he, I, he hasn't responded to my email yet dick. i'm still but waiting for my email too. five fucking emails i don't, uh, I don't hate him as much like I, <laughs> I think i like nick more than him now i know i know right i know uh, hey. well i know after this whole dexter lewis thing I, uh, I mean i mean yeah we don't know five's not rapey so that's why uh well, well, that's Nick, that's a step in the right direction. There's too much rape in tonight's tonight's conversation. Let's just <laughs> yeah. Can we before we get banned on everything? Let's just stay away from. That. <laughs> I know, I know. So uh, Omega, we had a quick Kenny Omega check in. He's uh, he's in the workshop banging away at uh, yeah. making some apparatus with <laughs> some rain the metal. Bang, bang, bang! I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and, and then it's funny because he wanted to have like the sounds of everything you could tell. So he has a guy grinding right in the middle of his trying to speaking his, his promo to Alex Marvez and <laughs> you just can't hear a word he's saying so uh, it's funny it's cute whatever he's bu- he's building shit for the you know electri- electrified barbed well, I can't even talk you know blah exploding barbed wire death match at, for revolution but uh, that was that then we go in the women's match of the night so uh, still one match come on let's let's have us let's have you had three crappy squash matches earlier you could have had one anyway mm-hmm. I agreed I digress uh, neither Rose and Britt Baker keeping the momentum of the women's division up. This was a, this is a very good match. 
very good women's match. It started off because it was it's heel versus heel. So what the fuck do you do? Well, you, you Brit, Brit played super heel. That she did the whole I'm not doing this. And starts walking off and she's gonna walk away and you mm-hmm. know she's not gonna she's not gonna do that. Uh, and anyway, they get going at it. Great, great little spots back and forth and. Britt was holding her own. She's putting in some solid work on Nyla. She goes for the uh, uh, the lockjaw a couple of times. Um, she, one of them was real nice because uh, she actually did a reversal of a cannonball into a lockjaw attempt, which was very nice. It was pretty. I I get <laughs> out really hard because I'm a sucker for good submission, especially when it's a counter. I was like, oh, that's so yeah. smooth. It was it it wasn't necessarily um you know uh, Spanish fly into an armbar pretty but it's right below it it was yeah. it was good so she does like she has like two lock jaws and and each time and Lana Rose breaks them up and she has a beast bomb and Britt kicks out of it and it just it was great action back and forth Nyla Rose ends up doing a second beast bomb and gets the win so. Unfortunately, we are not the people to consult when it comes to brackets, apparently. Except for Nick. Uh, Nick's inner, Nick's inner oh, child damn. is, if he would have gone with his inner child at the very beginning, he'd been running That's away right. with this thing. But Should have uh, gone to Vegas. Yeah, you should have, definitely. You know? so, so this women's tournament, I think, is going to end up pissing me off. Are you pretty sure it's good? How so? Because by the way everything's setting up, it just screams it's going to be Nyla Rose versus Ryo Mizunami. And Rao Mizunami is going to win. Yeah. And then Rao Mizunami's going to beat Sheeta. You think Rao's going to do it? They're setting it up for it. Because that's what see. everybody online is saying. And, I mean, the Twitterverse is going nuts with it. And I I hate to I, I don't admit, think they would put the belt on somebody who's not even in their company, technically. It makes for good storytelling. Maybe they sign sign her, but well, maybe. But uh, I don't. She, I, don't she, I just hate her style. She is boring to me. Like my, I, I love Japanese strong style, but she's fucking boring. I, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not big on her style either. I can acknowledge her skill, but not her style. I just don't get. Yep. You know, I don't get into. Um, I'm more worried that it's turning into something we've already seen because. You're looking at this and, you know, sun, Monday, uh, yeah, I think Monday or this Sunday, whatever, whichever one is the Bleacher Report day. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. They, you have Thunder Rosa versus Riho, and I'm guessing Riho's probably going to win that. So that means on the women's side, you have Riho versus Nyla Rose again. And the Three. winner of that, one either, you know, I don't know. Cause it's, cause, and then you have the possibility of doing Nyla Rose. If you, it's not the Japanese winner, if it's going to be, they're going to keep it in house. You have either Nyla Rose or Riho facing Sheeta. We've seen both of those already. It just, I don't know. I would rather see. I think Yuka Sakazaki. So, wow. <laughs> you said it. You had it. You could I got it right. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. See, I get it right. Yeah. I think I get it wrong. I say crap, but I think I'm right. I'm just way off there. But Yuka Sakazaki, that her and Sheeta would be a fun match. I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. I think that Sheeta and Thunder Rosa to me is the best story. Is the best match there could be. But I don't know. They're setting it up. It's got to be a heel. So I think it's either going to be Nala Rose or Ryu Mizunomi. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not 
I, I'm happy with the tournament as it's been. Now, mm-hmm. The results themselves we can bitch about, but the tournament's been good mm-hmm. for them. And yeah. once again, what are you going to do with this? Where are we going to take this next? So we'll we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait till see on Sunday on Bleacher Report. Yeah, which is going to be cool. We'll talk about that next week. So mm-hmm. they did a quick breakdown of the card for next week. Cards pretty stacked for next week. You got the Shaq match. Uh, you have uh, the uh, Tully Blanchard return to the ring, <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about that. I'll be honest with you, you know, uh, but it is it, what it, it is. It makes me uncomfortable, so I'm there for it. it. Yeah. Right. You've got Not great. You, you're going you're gonna to have the finals of the tournament, so it's going to be uh, whoever wins on – Okay, hold on a second. I gotta figure this out. Okay, Sunday. Because Sunday you have the second. Well, Sunday's the Breacher Report. You have the second semifinal thing. Mm-hmm. So, so Monday on YouTube you have the f- U.S. Finals. Yeah. Okay. They they need to do a better. These matches should have been on Dynamite. As good as they've been to, they should. I mean, you can have more than one women's match on a show. Agreed. NXT has two every week, and that's. That's the minimum you need two you, you, two matches. Okay, if you're going to be serious about having a women's division, give us more than a single match each week. Yeah. But anyway, so Monday is going to be the so it's whoever wins on Monday versus uh, whoever wins on Sunday from the Japanese side. Mm-hmm. You get the ten man tag, Dark Order versus Hardy and, and company, and then you have the last qualifier for the 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 was it Prove Yourself ladder match? I don't remember the Face name of, of Revolution. There you go, face of Revolution. Which, if you didn't already know, at uh, Revolution is uh, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky returning from injury, and Penta El Zero Miedo in the in the match as well, along with the winner of the next week's play-in match is going to be uh, Dark Order's number ten versus oh crap. <laughs> um, you can help me out if you remember. I don't remember. I just want ten. Oh now. shit. Okay, it's 10 versus somebody. Wow, this is terrible. Okay, um, <laughs> look it up on Twitter while I'm talking. We'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, and, then, and then also it's going to have the, 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 the winner of the main event of tonight. So, which means there's one spot that's not accounted for. It's a six-man ladder match. Surprise entrant. We'll have, we'll have talks next week about who we think that surprise entrant will be. But the uh, main event of the night was aptly named because Ray Phoenix... Lance Archer, holy shit! Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a match. Match of the night, match early of all match the shows. of the year, early match yes. of the year. Consider it. I mean, wow! It was as good as you, you can imagine it to be. I mean, Ray Phoenix is just—he is—he is at the top of his game. He is just a wizard. There's, I can't. I I I feel like I'm running out of things to say about him because I just say. I, I keeps every week. I just keep getting more and more. But it was unbelievable. Spots left and right, all over the place. Uh, ended up with Lance Archer winning. He did a oh, oh, there was a ridiculous Spanish fly, which is one of my favorite moves. Like Jamie gets off on lion tamers, and you know we all we all love <laughs> lion tamer. Canadian, we all love a good Canadian destroyer. But I and some of the Spanish fly, it just if it's done right, it looks glorious. And that Spanish, Spanish fly, fly, that Spanish fly made my nipples hard. On, on yeah, Archer just oh my god! Archer is such an athletic big guy, you know, former, co- you know, college quarterback. college quarterback, and it was so good. Uh, but end up being that uh, uh, Archer got the win. Uh, he did his finisher like stellar, 
stellar sell by Phoenix on it, and mm-hmm. he's going to be in the ladder match, which I don't mind because yeah, Pentagon already there. I don't want to see Pentagon and Ray Phoenix at it again. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I want Pentagon to win that, I don't, he, I don't think he will because I think you have you have something with you know Pentagon and Phoenix. You know, hopefully getting a push in the tag division sometime soon. Yeah. We'll see and, if they do. But and the match in the match you're thinking about was Dark Orders ten versus Max Caster. Max Caster from the Acclaim. That's yes. who it is. Okay. I knew it was somebody. <laughs> so there overall, you go. overall is very good, very good uh uh dynamite. I would say the first half of it was a little bit slow. You know, on a whole, but that's not bad because it kind of built you in, and that second half was just fantastic. So, what are you guys' thoughts on Dynamite for the week? Nicholas loved it, but um, I agree with JJ wholeheartedly. They need more of the women's division in there, especially if you're going to have two, three squash matches. We need more of the women's division for sure. But AEW is my jam. They got the right ingredients, and they don't burn the cake. And I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder they can get a serial killer vibe in there. Maybe get this guy. <laughs> they better not. Dude. <laughs> they better not. So, for me, it was it was a really good show. I almost felt like a go home show, honestly, a little bit. It really did. You know, you know, like with the level of it, and I mean, the one thing with AEW, I think every night or every Wednesday, there is one match that is close or is a five star match. Like they have one every every Wednesday, even if the rest of the cards meh, they have that one. And that Ray Phoenix m- match with with the Murder Hawk, that oh, was instant classic. It was a five star, like not not Okada Omega six seven star level, but it was still up there. And if anybody's never seen the Okada Omega two. I think that's the the six star classic, seven star classic. I think Do yourself it was, a favor and watch yeah. that one, and then bring an extra pair of underwear because you will because <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everything everything about it was done right. They didn't have to do anything crazy or stupid, you know. Jake Roberts never got involved. There was no like real. Well, he did get involved once, but once, know. yeah. But for Jake Roberts, that's not much. And Ray Phoenix <laughs> jumped over him and did that a was great. Jump on the outside. Hawk. Some oh. of the moves by Phoenix just spot. If you, if anybody has not watched this match, just stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. Go watch the match. Don't be don't be a dick. Watch the watch the match because it is worth every second of your time. Um, and and the way it ended, it ended. He won. He comes over with a fist in hand. Archer does. It just extends it out. Gives a gives a fist bump to you know, Phoenix and lets it be. You know, hey, you can have that. You can have a good friendly match, and it, it, it was stellar. Yes, please, more of this all the time, all the time. Obviously, my match of the night, Archer Phoenix. Uh, overall, it was really good. Really, really good episode of uh, Dynamite. It did have that go home feel a little bit. Next week's show is gonna be. Banger City. Well, they've already given it a name. It's uh, uh, what is it? It's a Crossroads or something. Crossroads. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it's, it's something. You you know you know you know AW is gearing up for a killer show when they give it a give the the weekly show a, a subtitle. It's like, ooh, we're serious this week. Okay, all right, there we go. Yeah, it it 
I mean, there's bangers left and right on this thing. Like, you're going to get the women's final, which just gets me just going there. Shaq and Jay Cargill versus Cody Rose, the Red Velvet. I'm looking forward to that match. I don't think it's going to be all that amazing, but the one, that's gonna, fun. the one that's going to steal the show is going to be the Dark Order um, versus Matt Hardy and the uh, Private Party and Hybrid 2. Like, that one's going to be a banger. Because yeah, Hardy's old, but the four guys around him are not. <laughs> no, yeah. no, true. yeah, he's that's a good way to put it. Oof. He, that that's gonna be a fun one to watch, and I and we get to, and we get to see Paul White. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, we need we get to see Paul White Walker, spelled exactly like White. a White Walker. White. All right, so we got a couple few more minutes left here. We're gonna wrap it up because uh, there's something we want to do. This uh, we realize as we're getting ready to record this, we're recording it right now on the 25th. Uh, you guys are listening to this uh, wherever you're listening to it from, all the podcast sources or on YouTube. We always put it up the same uh, on the 26th. Now, February 26th is an interesting day because it is one year to the day that the three of us went to our last live wrestling event. COVID happened. Live events canceled so we want to take a second jamie's going to rem- going to take us through and we're going to reminisce a little bit about one year ago today yeah and and it was the go home show for revolution if you remember it was so good oh it was so good it was an AEW um dynamite and it opened up with the uh 30 minute iron man match between 60 it was a full 60, that's right. Full 60-minute Iron Man match between Omega and Pac. Pac, whatever. And, oh my god, it was wow. great. And, and, and the thing, too, is the week before that, we went and saw our local Journey Pro KC, um, and they had a really banger match with Hoodie Howlett um, facing off against Gary J. Was it, Gary? it was Gary J. It was Gary fucking J. It yeah. was Gary J. And like it was supposed to be Hoodie Hallis retirement thing. And then he pulled a big swerve at the end. He's like, I'm not fucking retired. Fuck you guys. Blah, blah, blah. It's like it was the big, big he, swerve. He went all out. He had a guy from Strange Music, which is uh, uh, Strange Music is uh, um, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tech Nine? Tech Nine? That's how you have to say his name, too. You can't say it regularly. But yes. it was Tech Nine's uh, uh, music label. He had a guy from them like be his like intro guy as he came out. Mm-hmm. They set it up wonderfully. It was so good. Yeah, we got the besties in the world. We had Marty Bell. We had Laney Luck, like usual. Like we had all all the big ones there. Um, Jeremy Wyatt and Jake Something. Jeremy Wyatt, Jake Something was there. That Jake was a great Something match. was there. The Regal Twins were there. That I will say it, that was not booked properly. We talked about this before about Jake Something. That match should have been before the the Hoodie Hallett uh, Gary J match because that one was all over the damn place. It had so much adrenaline. It, it had the such swerve ending. Show. It had that swerve yeah. ending on it. And then after this big emotional swerve, here's another match. And we're like, "Oh, come on. I can't my my heart can't take it." It was a really good match by Jake something and and Jeremy Wyatt. It just it should have been before the, yeah. the the big surprise match, you know? Yeah, like Hoodie Hall it should have been the last match, but whatever booking wise. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So, so the, the one of the big memories for me for that last show before COVID was we we actually met the guys who run Journey Pro there. We got pictures with them at at the AEW show, which I thought was great. Um, it was also one of my daughters Jessica's first ever live show, 
And she went to an absolute banger of a show. Because that was also the same show that had the weigh-ins between Jericho and um, John Moxley. Moxley. When when Moxley like totally ripped open Jericho's face. (laughs) And and all of the um, inner circle had the matching outfits when they went to the weigh-in. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, And that show, top to bottom, was really damn good. We... I, I just remember us just having so much damn fun. The bunny and uh, Orange Cassidy kind of got into it, you know, a little bit. It was not where he kicked he she got ki- she kicked him in the nuts. It was like she was going to and he blocked it. Yeah, it was just there was a Jake Hagar match that ended up outside in the Dippin' Dots. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and it and it seemed like that show went on forever too. Like they had it, like the show ended and they had like six more. Dark right. matches afterwards. Well, because because mm-hmm. for the for those of you who maybe weren't really paying attention to AEW back in the day when we were going to shows, you know they used to film Dark before and after the actual like Dynamite tapings. So now and Dark was never like two hours before because they couldn't you know, but they always do all the like the Dark matches before or after that. So you got your money's worth with an AEW ticket. I will say this. We got probably more good west more good wrestling and just more wrestling in general than any raw or smackdown ticket I've ever bought. Mm-hmm. And we had you know? city, we had shitty seats compared to what we've done in the past. Like we had front row to NXT. We had front row at NXT well, earlier. Th- this show Kansas City marked out because we wanted to get front row. We wanted to get like lower like like and they sold out like almost immediately. So yeah. then we're like, oh crap, we'll wait. And then we waited a little too long. Like, oh shit, we gotta buy tickets. And yeah. Our seats weren't that great. But it was at a I, smaller arena in town here. So it was, it was not, a smaller was venue, so they were still good. Like I still we still had a yeah. great view and it was fun. You heard everything. Um yeah. the place definitely was popping. Want, definitely want better seats next time, whenever whenever the hell that is. Yes. The next time AEW comes to town, I don't care. I'm gonna spend the money. We're getting front row or we're getting close. Oh, we are gonna, we yeah, we are gonna mark out like like the little marks that we are. We yeah. gotta be, a, <laughs> we gotta be all hover hand on the on the keyboard the second they go on sale, yeah. like 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 we were for those Rage Against the Machine tickets, which we're still going to go to. Yeah, twenty twenty five. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be July. We'll see about that. But it, it was it was interesting when Jamie brought that up here before because I was like, when was that? It was around this time, and it's like, oh shit, it was literally a year ago. Two twenty six twenty, man, it's insane. God, man, it feels like so long ago because you know of everything. Everybody, everybody's listening. Everybody knows. You know, COVID, it changed our world for a little bit for the next for a couple years here. Okay, you know, but goddamn, that was so fun. Is yeah. within a week? Yeah, we had Journey Pro followed by AEW. God, we were marks. It was great. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even lying. Like the next time we go to a live show, a tear might come out of my eye because I just miss it so much right now. Like <laughs> I am be. needing. It. Like I was looking up plane tickets to go to freaking <laughs> Revolution at Jacksonville. Like that's how hard I'm jonesing right now. Hashtag thank you IRS. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I gotta do my taxes. So yeah. Well, I, get in the conversation. Let us know, guys. When's the last show? What, what was the last show you guys went to? Um, has anybody been to any uh, AEW shows since they're the only ones actually doing, you know, limited but live audiences right now? Let us know. Let us know what you're looking forward to next. Um, you know, is anybody planning on going to social distance WrestleMania or whatever coming up here? So, you know, I will say this. 
talking about that. This might actually be the year to actually look at WrestleMania tickets. For one, it's probably going to be cheaper than it's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. And it might be easier to get tickets than probably ever. Yeah, but there's no access, so you can't get signatures from from. I know. Yeah, WrestleMania is about WrestleMania is not about the event because the event's gonna be whatever. You know, it's about that weekend, the whole thing. You gotta Mm -hmm. do, and you gotta do it Thursday night through Tuesday morning because you gotta stick through through the Monday, the Raw after. You have to. It is the process, and I still, no matter how much we dog on WWE because it deserves it, uh, I still one day want to do the whole WrestleMania weekend deal. Yeah, because I mean, as a wrestling fan, it's it's like going to Mecca, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a bucket list thing. It's you that pilgrimage. It. Yeah, yeah. It, except, for, except for maybe Nick. Nick would just go, just go there and just you know like burn people's cars or whatever. I don't know. Just go there and be joyless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll go there and he'll, he'll get a signed picture by Dexter Loomis and set it on fire. Oh man, we're we're, 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 we're doing that. We are. It's my goal this next week to make sure that we get Dexter Loomis to recognize you on on the on the oh, Twitters. God, can you? Oh, we gotta get a picture of him and Dexter Loomis. To, you know, like we did with the please Roman don't. Reigns. Oh, it's, please it's on. Don't. It's on. Which we need to post the Roman Reigns one with him. You oh, have those it, are, don't those you? Are I sent you a copy of that. I, I it's buried somewhere. Just put it out there on Twitter. I know you. You guys might not know this, but we, me, me and Jamie have a lot of fun. I've I got decent enough Photoshop skills that I take J, I take Nick's fa- Nick's head and put it in pictures with all of his most loathsome wrestlers. You know what? It is almost. Uh, we are like one week away from it being a year since you guys produced those. Because you I did know. that for my birthday. Yeah, we did. And that's yeah. coming up next yeah. week. When, when I got so. you the, the WWE birthday cake that said, fuck you on it. <laughs> the Roman Reigns yeah. we had done before yeah. previously, but I made a special John Cena one for your birthday. Mm, that's right. That's <laughs> and, right. And we, they were fantastic. We literally, like, like we took, we took, we printed all these off at work and we took packing tape and wallpapered his entire cubicle with packing tape so that it wasn't easy to get up either, too. So it was all, like, laminated. It's literally laminated the entirety of his desk and his monitors <laughs> and everything with him and John Cena, him and Roman Reigns, him and John Cena, him and Roman Reigns. It was great. <laughs> they were it amazing. It was fantastic. They were amazing. And now we'll have, and pretty soon, we're going to no, have Dexter Loomis no. to add to the mix. Oh, it's happening, buddy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I've I've already got my affinity uh, pro uh, opened up here, so it's gonna go. <laughs> All right, guys, let's final thoughts here. Uh, Nick, you had a cantankerous week. Why don't you why don't you give us your final thoughts? I did, I did. Um, love AEW with all my heart. God bless them. Keep up the great work. That was a positive note to end on. Thank you, Nick. All right, I want to thank you everybody for joining. Remember, you can check us out on your favorite uh, place wherever you get your podcast from uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever it may be. Get us on, check us out on YouTube. Just search for total spot fest live, get a conversation, subscribe, like share a comment. Also communicate with us through Twitter. That is at total spot fest. Uh, if you want to communicate with us individually, for example, if you want to tweet uh, at Nick, the ninth wonder and uh, you know, should give him your favorite Dexter Loomis picture. You could definitely, <laughs> you could find, you can find our individual Twitters on our YouTube bio on any or of the videos. Body. We have it. Your favorite crossbody. Uh, yeah, it, it's hashtag crossbody still a thing. Okay, so uh, our, our individual twitters are on all of our videos in the description boxes. Do not hesitate to reach out to us directly. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, Jamie. I want to turn to you. Final thoughts. Well, you know what I'm gonna say. If you're not down with TSL, I got three words for you. 
fuck Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I do not approve of that. That works for me. I second that. Best All right. Yet. Uh, I, I disagree, <laughs> but we'll get into it later. All right. Thank you, guys. See you guys.